0: Welcome to Montucky Skies, I'm Biggs. And I'm confused. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) last week we were doing Michael Bolton and I tried to put the video up and sort of fix it a little bit uh, so that people would understand that we were listening to a Michael Bolton song and Facebook told us no No. and kicked the video back to us. So to avoid all of that mess, I tried to make sure that there was something up that had absolutely no intellectual property whatsoever. (laughs)
1: Well, technically, that was your intellectual property,
0: I guess. I mean, but I have no copyright on it. So <laughs> well, I it, I might have that poor man's copyright now, right? Yeah. Like, unless somebody can get it up before, you know, like the, the podcast goes up. I don't know. Does it count once I put it on Facebook? Does that count as, like, poor man's intellectual property? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Yeah. All right.
1: I'm for it. <laughs> I like how your microphone on, on there looks like a... Uh, African tiki man laughing
0: Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh so I got I got <laughs> some new uh we got some new windscreens for the microphones so that they don't cover up our whole faces. Dude, I, I went out, got another camera, as you guys can see, toggling back and forth. So this is actually the Facebook video to check out, not like last week. <laughs> so if you listening to the podcast, maybe like come and check this one out because this one I'm, I'm going to be a little more proud of, I'm pretty sure. I, I think it's going to look better and sound better. But it won't have Michael Bolton's big sexy hook. No, it's not going to have Michael <laughs> Bolt's big sexy hook. You can sing it if you want. I think we can do that.
1: <laughs> I think I'm good.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, in that case, should we should we jump on some news, like get started? Let's just j- dive into this. Okay. So I wanted to start with a little bit of basketball. I know it's not typically stuff that we cover on Montague Sky. Sometimes I have to talk about it a little bit. But there's two things in basketball that I think is really funny right now. And so I just sort of wanted to cover it. So the first is uh, Magic Johnson is now running the basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers. So if you don't know, Jimmy Buss was the one running the basketball operation. So the son of the dead owner, uh, he's the one that got fired so that Magic Johnson could run it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he got fired when he's a legacy kid. So if you're ever wondering why they refer to him as Fredo, like Fredo Bus, this is why. So anyway, so that, that was the first bit of news. The second bit of news is even better. You're going to love this. So I want to catch your reaction when you hear this, okay? So, we're just going to watch. So, do you know who Kyrie Irving is? Yes. Okay. So, he wound up becoming like a little bit more famous because uh, outside of basketball, he has a lot of interests. And one of his interests is exposing cover-ups. And you know what cover-up he's trying to expose? No, but I'm interested. Well, did you know? Did you know, Brandon, that this entire time, the Earth has been flat?
1: Oh, yes. I've heard of this.
0: (laughs) He fucking believes in the flat Earth theory, dude. (sighs) Do you want to explain why we know the Earth isn't flat? Because we can fly around the damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I, I guess we've been flying around in a square or a circle or something the whole time, but but not over a globe, right? Like, I'm just I'm proud of Kyrie Irving for like bringing this to everybody's attention because you know it's possible that you know we'll make fun of him, but I'm sure the rest of it's got his back once they hear the truth. Oh,
1: they've got to. None of these fake news. No, no alternative facts here.
0: No, no alternative facts. Like, in fact. Most people should get their news from a point guard who's twenty three years old. <laughs> I mean, that's. I'm just saying, like, that's if you're looking for science news, I'm gonna go with the guy who was nineteen and played basketball in Australia, and never went to college for my uh, flat Earth theory. <laughs> Dang, Not it's a good places, any? Yeah, I'm actually kidding. He went to Duke for six months. <laughs> any port in the storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's our basketball news. (laughs) Get a little bit of sports in there. Okay. Now, this one I think is going to be a little more up our alley. So did you hear that they're rebooting Tales from the Crypt?
1: I have not heard this yet.
0: Okay. But it's got a twist. Are you ready? I'm ready. M. Night Shyamalan. He's the one running it. (sighs) (laughs)
1: now i have not seen his newest venture split and it got a lot of actually good reviews yeah that's what i heard but there is such a long line of shit up to this point that i don't have real great hopes for that
0: so my initial reaction was your initial reaction except for the whole like split giving him credit thing it was just like oh my god And then I started to think about it a little bit. How does almost every episode of Tales from the Crypt end? With a twist. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone ends with a twist. Dude, no fucking... Like, when I realized that, I realized, like, he's been missing his calling this entire time. Like, this was made for him. Nobody's going to get mad about every episode ending in a twist. Because that's how the show ends.
1: Okay. (laughs)
0: that's a fair argument
1: yeah the problem is the rest of the movie is dog shit
0: yeah (laughs) but it's 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 a show it's it's 10 one-hour episodes (laughs) i'm sure he didn't direct them all now
1: i and i'm having a fuzzy time remembering whether the original i thought the original tales for the crypt was 30 hour or 30 minute episodes
0: yeah um yeah, I said one hour, it could be 30 minutes. I'm I'm actually not sure on that. But see, I I would be more apt to go back to the
1: 30 minute runtime just cuz I think he would have a her- terrible time stretching into one hour episodes
0: yeah and let me actually be clear i pretty much laid out everything i know about it already which (laughs) the one hour thing i didn't mean to say that like that's that's just having a beer already before we started recording i i actually don't know that it very well could be 30 minutes and i kind of hope it's 30 minutes yeah uh
1: i mean that was that seemed like a good runtime for that show yeah Because it was enough to get involved with the characters, but they didn't really need to dive into them too deep. No. Where one-hour episodes, I think they would really get bogged down trying to
0: delve into the characters too deep. Yeah, agreed. I mean, and so this is the other thing that's a little bit of a – Little bit of a bummer, but when I thought about it, it wasn't such a big deal. Which is um, TNT is covering these. This isn't like being rebooted for HBO or like any other cable channel. It's TNT. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how hardcore it's going to be compared to the old show. It's going to lack a lot of
1: the nudity the old show had.
0: I mean, it's going to lack 100% of the <laughs> nudity, right?
1: Which was, of course, I was a teenage kids so that really helped that ep- that show for me
0: yeah no i know like Marilyn hemingway i think was on an episode um i think maybe jennifer connelly did an episode like there was a lot of starlets who were big at the time that were um taking off stuff <laughs> for the movie showing so. some gear yeah yeah showing some gear um one thing that does worry me, and I think it might have been the wording, but I think they said that M. Night Shyamalan, like, is hosting it, and I hope that that's not the case, because we actually, I, I'm, I'm gonna beg M. Night Shyamalan, if it's not too late, if he is hosting it, not to do that, and to make sure to get the Crypt Keeper to do that. We need the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, and we need a Puppet Crypt Keeper, right? Yeah. No CGI. Just don't go there.
1: <laughs> I remember uh, when I was because that there was something about it being the cheesy puppeteered Crypt keeper, the low budget show. Like it worked. I really enjoyed that show.
0: Yeah, I did too, and I I do think it needs an update. Um, I will say, like I've watched some of the old ones. I, I have them a, a couple seasons on DVD. And they don't really hold up so well anymore. So I do think it's a show that could still be done. And I think it's in need of an update badly. But at the same time, it's like the one thing that doesn't need an update is a crypt keeper. Like, there's a commercial where, like, there's something like banging its head on this, like, window over and over again. You see this blood, like, spreading out. And then it, like, breaks the window. And this janitor's sort of looking at it. And then all of a sudden, you see. The crypt keeper, maybe I don't know, like some kind of monstrous looking thing. I I don't know. So if if that's if that's what they're going with, it's definitely going to be like a practical effect, and not a puppet. But it could be it was just a monster for the trailer. I don't know. Huh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, lots of speculation here. Lot, lots of speculation, dude. We don't know a whole lot yet but uh so far are you in so far I I'll give it a shot, yeah, me too. In fact, I think because it's an anthology series, I would probably give it three shots just to make sure
1: yeah the uh you could go always go with some of the uh, other Philly guys and bring in Rob Mickle any
0: now, who is that I, I, oh oh, Mac. you're talking about <laughs> Mac for
1: <laughs> did you I'm sure you saw the episode where they were on the set of a M Night Shyamalan film. I mean, I did. I don't remember it. It, it was pretty regrettable or forgettable episode. Not regrettable, but forgettable. Not forgettable.
0: Probably regrettable for M. Night Shyamalan.
1: I don't think he actually even appeared in this episode.
0: Oh, so they totally did this. Because basically it was
1: like uh, they were shooting a lot of uh, B footage and like had the second director doing stuff like they were. It was some sort of like World War Two or something like that. And they were had like D was playing an extra like just a dead body. But she like kept crawling like a zombie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was the twist of the episode?
1: Uh, They end up writing their own uh, screenplay, and it was uh, Dolph Lundgren as a giant nose
0: detective. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Dolph Lundgren as a giant nose detective? Detective. Not like hard nose? He has a nose (laughs) for
1: detective work. All right. <laughs> they made a giant poster and that was probably about the end of this. <laughs> that was
0: pretty much the end of the episode right oh,
1: there. Oh, the oh the twist was uh uh Dennis was taking notes in his phone like writing a real real screenplay like on his phone and like um at the end like it drops in like a punch bowl and like he loses everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's such a bad idea to write a text or to write like a, a whole screenplay <laughs> on your phone. I can't think of it. Like, I have Google Docs on my phone. I just put it on a little while ago and it's a fucking pain in the ass. It's literally like I'm in the middle of nowhere. I got an idea for a show note. And so I'll put it in because I'm sure I'll forget. But that's like, it's it's even then, it's like a pain in the ass just to get like two sentences because I have these giant sausage thumbs right here that you can see. <laughs> They're pretty big. That's the actual size of my hand if you have it on full screen. So <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Um, I saw I saw a new show. Uh, I saw two new shows, both on HBO. Nice. Yeah. Um, so the first one I saw that we'll talk about was Big Little Liar. Uh, don't waste your time with that show. <laughs> I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to assume that you won't like it um i'm also gonna probably assume that most listeners of the podcast aren't gonna like it uh it's basically it's got reese witherspoon and she is in a like which town is it it's like it's like a californian town i think like monterey is that in california yeah 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 it's like monterey and uh she plays like Basically, like a soccer mom, and there's a bunch of soccer moms, and they all have a grudge against each other that starts up at the beginning of the episode. And we know that somehow this leads to murder, and we don't see the murder and we don't see what's going on. But like Laura Dern's in it, and she's apparently like really uptight and really, really an awful person. And Reese Witherspoon is super nosy, and then like there's some other lady who I don't know who we don't know much about, she's a wild card. She's a mystery, Brandon. Oh, yeah. Is this
1: like a tracked home show?
0: What What do you mean?
1: Because I know you were talking about, and I don't the
0: the little uh, gated community mm. sort of thing. It's not, but it has enough of that feel where I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. It's definitely, it's definitely got the, oh man, I'm lower middle class and I have all these problems, but I'm not really lower middle class because I got these super big houses, but we're just going to pretend like I'm low class for this town, like that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a real bummer. And then like Adam Scott is in it playing like Lord, is it Laura Dern's husband? No, no. Maybe it's Reese Witherspoon's husband. And uh, Reese Witherspoon apparently has a thing for her ex-husband, and they have kids the same age who are, like, half-brother and sister, so she clearly has feelings for him. Like, right, I just lost you in feelings, <sighs> right? Like, if there's any doubt, it seems that they're in feelings, you were out, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, none of this
1: that you've talked said so far has, like, even sparked a remote interest in this show
0: but i like saw adam scott and he's super bearded like he's got more of a bearded
1: adam scott yeah
0: like like okay so like facebook listeners I'm, i'm hanging on brandon here like move away from your microphone really quick just so that they can see your beard it is about it's about like that like it's it's fucking a thick thick beard and uh he doesn't do anything funny He's just like, I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to do, which is be dramatic. But I don't want to see Adam Scott do anything dramatic. I want to see him be funny. Yeah. So, it's a bummer. (laughs) That's what I'm getting at. There's There's not really anything else to say. Like, I started to fall asleep towards the end. My wife woke me up. Um, I thought for sure she would be into it once I realized I wasn't into it. She wasn't into it either, and then I had to nod her awake, and she was kind of cursing me because I was like, no, I got to finish this, and I got to back up and watch the end again because I got to talk about it on the podcast tonight, and then we'll never watch the show again is what I told her. <laughs> so my wife, like, not a super big fan of when I watch shitty things to <laughs> like tell on the podcast. I didn't know. I Like, we were watching the the commercials and the commercials kind of led me to thinking like i'm probably not gonna like this but my wife seemed mildly interested so we watched it and like neither of us liked it like it was just a real letdown so sorry hbo just you got westworld be happy with that you got westworld at least another season of game of thrones so and apparently a game of thrones spinoff coming down the pike too hmm Uh, I can't give any notes on that because I think that was a note we never got to months ago. But Game of Thrones spinoff is definitely a thing. All right. Yeah, you'll just have to take my word. Uh, You had something about Pink Floyd you wanted to to talk about.
1: Not Pink Floyd directly, but Roger Waters.
0: Okay, what's up with Roger Waters?
1: So according to an interview he just did, he wants to do a... uh live show of the wall on the u.s mexico border
0: i think this is a brilliant idea i like Uh, i think this is an absolute brilliant idea and this seems like exactly what he would do like his biggest concert like the the concert he sold a shitload of albums for when he was solo was he did the wall off of the berlin wall before it came down
1: because he did that one plus he did one in uh I'm going to say Jerusalem. He did a big show. Um right on the border I Palestine and Jerusalem. Okay. So I think I think it's a great thing. Um Unfortunately, I'm a long ways away and I'll never see this, but No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. But maybe we'll buy the album cuz he'll probably sell it in some form. So they were in the same interview they
1: were he was also talking about possibly doing a pink floyd reunion but nick mason is signed on but uh
0: gilmore is not it's always fucking <laughs> like it's okay look i don't i don't want to make it sound like i have a thing against david gilmore cuz i don't and i don't have a thing against roger waters but those two are fucking conceited assholes. And it's so hard to have two conceited assholes share space. Even if that space is a fucking wall that stretches an entire border. (laughs) (laughs) Like they fucking hate each other and they refuse to cede any ground to each other. And I just, yeah, there's no way David Gilmore is going to sign off. In fact, I think he had Nick, Nick Mason before. Yeah.
1: And it, this art, because I read it on a couple of different articles just because I didn't want to go off one source because I don't do that. I got journalistic integrity. Plus, I just wanted to find out more about what's going on. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what's going on. It's not a full-on Pink Floyd reunion. Not that we could have one anyway because Rick Wright passed. Yeah. And, I mean, Sid Barrett passed, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we already kind of talked about that history before yeah
1: and they didn't they didn't need sid barrett no no
0: he had he had absolutely nothing to do with the wall except for being inspiration for some of the scenery yeah uh in the movie but i don't know if scenery is the right term maybe like a scene like i think i think him like getting the eyebrow shaved and the head shaved was like i think that was a sid barrett move I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That guy had some serious
1: mental issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> easily. Um, I hope this happens though. I do hope that they get David Gilmore um, involved. If it's some sort of charity thing, there's always a chance that he will. Cause I think the one time that they did do a reunion, it, it was, was
1: for a charity. It was like three or four years ago. If I remember right, I think it, it was, was even, like a, live aid or something similar to that
0: yeah like i could be mistaken but i feel like it was way longer than that. i feel like it was like i was in olympia at the time like i think it was like 10 11 years ago
1: <sighs> has it been that it might have because i'm trying to think if i had the nope, f- I was living in Belgrade, so it's got to be at least five years
0: ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The face you're seeing on Brandon is a realization that we're fucking old, <laughs> and time is slipping away into the hand of at the reaper. Exponential
1: rates. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway. Um, because but,
1: but th- I remember I did watch that, that show. Because I remember watching, because it was a Pink Floyd reunion.
0: Yeah. I didn't see it, but I saw a single frame that somebody like took a picture of for some magazine. I want to say it was Rolling Stone, but I can't say 100% sure. And Roger Waters and David Gilmore were literally glaring at each other from like all the way at the extreme edges of the stage. <laughs> they were glaring at that, each other. I, that does not shock me one bit at <laughs> all. Now, does it shock you that I made that up? Because that sounds real, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no yeah. they those two were water and oil just they did not mix but damn they made some good music
0: yeah yeah i mean that was their most prolific period right like i would say i mean i i, I feel like their best albums were was like everything from wish you were here until the wall like those, those albums were like incredible Like that was probably the best. There's other albums that I like, but those are the best. I also really like metal, but I would say like they hit a peak at like Wish You Were Here that started. Yeah, was Wish You Were Here was before Dark Side of the Moon, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. That's that's because I mean
1: that streak. Wish You Were Here, Dark Side of the Moon, The Wall. um, I think um, a momentary lapse in reason. I think was in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that one was in there. Was animals in there?
1: I think that was before metal, if I remember right.
0: Okay, but, uh, then yeah, definitely because uh, Animal sucks. <laughs> it's literally the only Pink Floyd album I'll say that sucks. Yeah, it's not good. No, they're like they're trading on the trippy thing.
1: Yeah, I mean that was a lot of the Sid Barrett carryover stuff that, and like the old relics, and I don't. I don't care for most of the early Pink Floyd.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. I do. Um, not not like that period that we were just talking about, but like, I like, oh, I've got a bike. You can ride it if you like. It's got a basket, the bell, and things that make it look good. I'd give it to you if I could, but I borrowed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I
1: I love it. The novelty wore off of me when I first heard that 25 years ago. What about Interstellar Overdrive? Uh, I'd like that song. That and uh, Astronomy Domine. Yeah, so there we
0: go. We found, we found some middle ground here.
1: Like, there are some tracks I do enjoy. And, I mean, I do own Amagama on CD, and I've listened to a good chunk of it. But there's... <laughs> Well, not I've, all of it, just a good chunk of it. I've list I've I've heard it all, but I don't celebrate and listen to it actively.
0: Yeah, I will say Amagama is one of those albums that like the album cover is so much cooler than like the actual music.
1: <laughs> Very much. So, yeah. Um the other album um the the stuff that was not the uh I mean, there was a lot of good tracks on Pulse that were part of the not compilation. Yeah,
0: yeah, but Pulse was like not richer or not. Uh, no, that was uh, that. That was that was when like David Gilmore, Nick Mason, and I think Rick Wright were all together. Yes,
1: because I think Roger Water was out of the picture for that one and
0: uh, uh, Division Bell. Okay, one last, one last thing. This is just a piece of Pink Floyd trivia. I don't know if you're going to get it or not, but I'll throw it out there. There is one member of Pink Floyd and only one member who's been under the Pink Floyd banner from beginning to end. Can you name him? I'm going to guess Nick Mason. That is exactly right. Their drummer. <laughs> <laughs> The only the only thing I can compare that to is Fleetwood Mac, but it's fucking his name backwards cuz it's Mac Fleetwood, right? <laughs> so Mick, like Fleetwood. I, oh yeah, Mick Fleetwood. But I mean, like obviously would. he's got to be in the band from beginning to end, but fucking Nick Mason is the only one? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy.
1: Um the other part uh, like this was an interesting interview cuz he has been in the studio for the last couple of months and he just released on twitter a couple of days that he's going to be releasing a new album. Roger Waters is. Really? Yeah. And I think he said that he did have uh Nick Mason on on that album, so
0: Well, that's pretty interesting. Sweet. That that always makes me happy when he like teams up with other people. I think he—that's the one he always teams up with. Like, and Nick Mason always teamed up with David Gilmore. But then, like, I remember they did a tour, and David Gilmore went with Rick Wright, and like Nick Mason went with like (laughs) (laughs) Roger Waters.
1: Are you? Oh, we do have headphones. Nice.
0: Yeah. Well, I do. Do you still have them? I do. All right. Awesome. Everybody's getting a treat Because all your
1: listeners are
0: really looking forward to whether or not
1: we have headphones or
0: not. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, check us out on Facebook Live. You can see these cans. What do I mean by these cans? You'll have to check it out. Do I mean breasts? Do I mean tomato cans? Do I mean headphones? I don't know. It sounds in context like it's headphones, but you know you want to know if it's breasts. (laughs) You know you want to know. Check it out on Facebook Live. It's It'll just be up there. Even if you don't catch us live, just go and check it out, dude. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Kevin Smith. So, couple of items in news because it all dropped at once. So, we have at different points in the show talked about how he was going to do Clerks 3. And he put out a script for Clerks 3. And it seemed like they were really close to doing Clerks 3. And then he was going to do Mall Rats too, and it turned out Universal owned it and so then he was going to do a show for Mall Rats. These things aren't happening. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to make them happen but all of this came out at once because basically what happened was with Clerks 3 uh, one of the leads and he won't say who it is but one of the leads decided that he didn't want to do it about a couple of weeks before they were supposed to start filming so the, the project just went Went south. Now, I want to speculate really quick. Who do you think it is? He says it's got to have two people inside the store and two people outside the store. So, who do you think these people are? I
1: feel like it's O'Halloran is uh,
0: not on board. So, you think it's Brian O'Halloran who plays uh, Dante? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you, but it's just because I know a little bit about like before Clerks 2 and Jeff Anderson was the one who kept holding off for like five years to not do Clerks 2 because Brian O'Halloran was an actor and he wanted to keep doing it but Jeff Anderson was like no I'm going to get paid if I do it I don't act very often so I want to make a lot of money if I do it it's a fair argument yeah (laughs) yeah But it ruins clerks three if that's the case regardless like we're in agreement it's probably not jason muse or kevin smith
1: no that that's for <laughs> sure not it because um because a kevin smith it's it's his fucking movie he's gonna be in it yeah. and uh uh jason or
0: jason muse jason muse
1: is will do whatever kevin smith tells him to do <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you think he's just
1: like Kevin Smith's puppet? Lapdog is probably more apt. Cuz you know that he Kevin Smith has done a lot of the CW Berlani shows cuz I know he's done uh, a couple episodes of Flash and I
0: believe he did a Supergirl. So I think he got that backwards. He did a Flash and multiple Supergirls. No, he's done two Flashes. Well, he's definitely done two Supergirls all right <laughs> anyway but
1: i know uh jason muse has been in a couple
0: i know he's been in at least one of the flash episodes yeah yeah he was uh we can't say who he was because i don't want to spoil it for anybody who is even slower than me getting through season two but <laughs> he was the guy in the gimp suit basically and he also played an extra on set that's right yeah um and i feel like So here's where I kind of fall in. I don't think it's that he's his lapdog. I just think, like, he doesn't have a lot going on. (laughs) Well, I think, like, he, like, he, from the stories I've heard, he, like, looks up to Kevin Smith, right? Like, very much. Yeah. Like, he was a young kid in the neighborhood that they sort of adopted and hung out with. And then Kevin Smith, like, made him famous. And even further than that, then Kevin Smith went and basically like helped him through his addiction and sort of stuck with them over and over again as he got clean. Like that's pretty fucking big to be like like as famous as Kevin Smith is and to not just like throw him on the side of the road. And I know like that's a shitty thing to do, but like it seems like a lot of people, once they get famous, are totally willing to do that move. And that was not Kevin Smith. Like he stayed loyal to his friends, so I mean, I feel like there's probably a loyalty there, but at the same time, I do think Jason Mewes is much like he is portrayed on screen from everything I've heard and heard in his podcast that he does with, with uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, I mean, if, if uh,
1: Kevin Smith was doing Clerks 3, there's no, like, outside of being on a bender or something like that, that would be the only thing
0: keeping him away from the show. Yeah, so now, so we know Clerks 3 isn't happening. Um, Mallrats, the show, ultimately Universal decided they didn't want to make a sequel, and for whatever reason, they were going to make it for Netflix, and that fell through. And so Universal's just sitting on the property, so Kevin Smith couldn't do that. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, So basically, all that was left was like Jay and Silent Bob strike back. And Kevin Smith was, like, like, I guess Jason Mewes was, like, come on, man. Like, And he talks about this on Fat Man on Batman. So, if you want to hear it from the fucking mouth, like, right from the source, like, you should be checking out Fat Man on Batman anyway. Look, we were doing what we do first, like, <laughs> but we're heavily influenced by Kevin Smith as a person. But, like, our show is not unlike Fat Man on Batman now. Like, earlier in the show, it was, like, he had interviews with comic book legends, and, like, it was super fucking cool. And then he started, like, doing nerd news, which is totally cool. Like, I love listening to it. But at the same time, like, kind of what we do, which is awesome. I always love it when I'm a step ahead of my heroes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what it reminds me of? Um, So, for people I don't know, like, all the bands I played in, like, the last, like, five or six years I was playing music – I was just singing and I would like grab a tambourine and play it in like maracas and I'd play like all these weird percussional instruments and stuff. And uh, so when I'd play all this stuff, like Trent Reznor, I, I went to go see a Nine Inch Nails concert and Trent Reznor fucking was doing the same shit that I was doing. And I was just like, ah, uh, hell yeah, man. Like I must be making the right moves because Trent Reznor's doing it. And uh, that made me very happy to see that, and I'm I was happy that Kevin Smith sort of followed in the same path, but I sort of forgot where I was going with this. I think I had something to do with with uh, oh yeah, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So basically. He was saying on, on uh, Fat Man on Batman that like, Jason Mewes has been bugging him for years to do another J. Bob movie. And he's just like, yeah, that's what everybody talks about. He's like, well, yeah, you're the main character in that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, of course, of course, like, that's what everybody brings up to you. Like, that's where you got the most screen time. But he's like, no, 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 like, seriously, like, people really like J-Bob. And so he he started to think about when he had nothing else left, and he started to look at the comments, and he's like, oh, wow, people really are asking for this. And so he started to think about it, and he came up with an idea he likes, which is apparently he's going to make fun of, like, rebooting properties in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, it's J
1: and Silent Bob Reboot is the soft title I've heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he points out, like, technically it's a sequel. It's not a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you know he's going for it, so I'm happy. Like I'm just happy to get this stuff again. I hope it's not quite as Looney Tunes as as Jane, Bob was, because that was fun and everything. But like I don't know. Like I think I think this could be better than like a sort of a Looney Tunes thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think,
1: and I really hope they kind of pull a yeah. Uh, 22 jump street on this and just like
0: go bigger and bolder really go after it and he pointed out he knows more celebrities to do cameos than he did when jay and silent bob strike back came out and that was like oh yeah because you forget because his last couple of movies haven't done great and uh, which by the way love tusk absolutely loved tusk loved red state um, yoga hosers was fine for what it was. Like, it wasn't something that I'd go crazy for. It wasn't but like for you, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my point. Like, he said out and out, like, this is for tweeners. And, like, I watched it with, with my girls, and they were fucking all about it. So I was like, right on. I was just happy to be able to watch a Kevin Smith movie with them. <laughs> you know, there's not uh, very many you could do that with. I mean, you can, but it's a little awkward. That, it at gets parts. real awkward real fast. Yeah, like I don't want to explain what snowballing is. No, <laughs> although I think they explain it in the movie, which oh, makes sh- it even worse.
1: You know, it's funny because I was I was rewatching Archer last night, and they had the episode that was basically an homage to uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, their uh, Pam's Nick or CB handle was Snowball. and they had a flashback to her in a truck stop and you see like the trucker walking away brushing his teeth
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) so yeah that's that's all the j bob news um i wanted to get a photo in here and so this is something i'm sorry you guys we'll try and like kind of break it down for the podcast listeners but basically they put out a, a photo of the new han solo cast and so they they have everybody there so the dude in the middle if you're checking out the actual thing that's going to be the guy who plays han solo so he was in hail caesar i think he got that part after he got or after he auditioned his han solo so that's him there of course we got donnie Glo- danny glover on the far donald right donald glover donald glover sorry yeah, not Danny Glover. God damn, I always get those two mixed up, man. <laughs> but uh, so we got Danny Glover over to the far right, like playing Lando. Like, kind of, he's got the look. Like, I never really thought about it. I was happy to see him, but like, he's definitely got the look for for uh, for Lando Calrissian, I think. And then we got Chewbacca in the background, of course. So not like Peter Mayhew. Oh, really? I just read
1: something today. It will not be Peter Mayhew.
0: Okay. <laughs> So, who's it going to be? Do we know?
1: Uh, it named him, but I didn't recognize it and forgot it immediately.
0: It could be that it was just too much for him, too. Like, I know...
1: He's getting on, and it, it was too physically demanding for him.
0: Yeah. And I I almost, I wonder if he's going to be in the other two or not, but I, I wouldn't be surprised that they're not going to throw him in the ones in between. Give him time to rest, right? If he's even... I don't know. Like, I know he's in Force Awakens, but... Yeah, that kind of makes sense. And and then you got Woody Harrelson fucking <laughs> looking all stony in the top left. <laughs> Nobody ever hates working with Woody Harrelson, man. It's probably because you always get high when you work with Woody. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the picture. And then you
1: got a guy that looks like Fred Savage.
0: <laughs> That's right. Hold on. Let me bring that picture back up again. So you got Fred Savage right, right in between, sandwiched in between Lando and... Uh, feminine person i don't know who that's supposed to be you got any ideas
1: uh, i have no idea here
0: yeah they're not wearing their uh star like they're not wearing star wars gear except for chewy really i guess Han kind of wears a leather jacket right yeah Maybe but it's definitely like a not more- a
1: blue button up shirt
0: no no definitely not <laughs> if it think- was if it was white we'd definitely recognize it a lot the only thing I wish we could see in that photo is like Lando looking over at the jacket. Like I'm going to wear that someday. <laughs> <laughs> like someday I'm going to as, as you frozen in carbonite. That jacket is mine. And I'm going to take your girlfriend and we're not even going to know about it. It's just going to be in the extended universe that Biggs writes about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, that's that's our little Han Solo thing, just a little photo. Uh, sorry to all the the uh, podcast listeners, but so now, um, so this is some fucking bizarre news that I pulled out. So Alien Covenant, the cast is going to include Danny McBride and James Franco. Not a comedy, potheads in space. Yeah, <laughs> but we already got that right. We got the biologist who's all like, "Here, kitty, kitty, kitty." and then fucking let the penis cobra bite him basically because he's a biologist like why wouldn't you smoke pot in your helmet and let a penis cobra like bite you i spit venom i it was weird it got weird
1: it got real weird It got real weird real quick
0: (laughs) but they they showed like a whole cast photo i don't have that cast photo to go through i'm taking sympathy on the podcast listeners now but Yeah, so James Franco, Danny McBride, not funny. Uh, I mean, they are funny, but they're not in a funny movie. Do they have acting chops? I know James Franco has done some dramatic stuff. Zach claimed that that uh, was a Spring Breakers breakers. movie was terrible, but James Franco was amazing in it. I wouldn't know. I didn't I didn't delve into that. I feel like he was all right in 127 hours, but he's still sort of like a stony dude who had to cut off his arm. That
1: was pretty much, and I didn't watch that one either. But No, 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 no. Watched, not, I
0: watched that one. I did watch that one.
1: I just didn't. I knew what it was about, and I didn't really
0: want to go down that road. No, I didn't either. I did it for the show. I did exactly what I'm not doing this year, which was, like, watch every Oscar movie. I've hardly watched any of them. (laughs) I'm basically going to pay attention to the race, like, a couple of weeks out, like I always used to, to see if I still have it. And uh, I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to wing it when we go to our guests the week before the fucking Oscar podcast and we're just going to see how we do. I'm going to follow the buzz this time. I'm going to see if I can use the force to guess the shit because I've only seen a couple of them. I haven't seen most of them. Although I might see Moonlight before it comes out, uh, before we do the podcast because I've heard really good things about Moonlight. So,
1: Yeah. What else have you seen so far?
0: Nothing. I mean, I don't know, special effects stuff probably. Probably some (laughs) sound editing stuff. You know, like all the all the stuff that Marvel movies would be up for. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen a whole lot, but nice guys should be up for best picture. I'm just gonna throw that out there (laughs) right now. You laugh. I'm serious. Nice guys is fucking kick ass. If we could have American Hustle up for best picture, I don't see why we can't have nice guys up for best picture. Just saying. True story. Have you seen Nice Guys yet? No. Oh, it's fucking incredible. You got to put that, like, top of your list to watch. I'm I'm serious. You will love Nice Guys.
1: With uh, the local Hastings clothes has really, like, thrown me for this weird spin. Because I used to rent movies a couple nights a week. And I just have a hard time doing that on Redbox. And I I can do it through, like, subscription on Vudu and... Like, I can stream it live, but it just doesn't feel right. <clears throat> Arr! I don't do it. I, <laughs> I I can't do that for movies. <laughs> and I don't do that for anything else.
0: Yeah, me neither. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Never, ever. <laughs> anyway, um... Okay, so this next thing isn't news. I just want, like, these next two things, I just wanted to talk about this. So, uh, I went to Little Caesars today. I, I know it's shocking. Yeah, and uh, there was a guy who had, on, like, right here on his arm, he had a fucking, like, a mouth tattooed onto his arm. Like, a smiley mouth. <laughs> And I was like, oh, are you trying to do, like, a Jared Little, Jared Little Joker thing? And he just fucking shakes his head all sadly. And he's like, I saw the picture in a magazine, and I was like, yeah. And I brought it in the tattoo shop, and I got it done because I love Batman. And I wanted to cry when I went to Batman v Superman because I'd already had that tattoo for, like, half a year. <laughs> He's apparently not impressed with Jared Leto's uh, portrayal of, <laughs> of the Joker. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than the not thought out tattoo. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was I was thinking about the Lego movie the other day. Okay. what is the What is the moral of the Lego movie? It's okay to be different. like isn't it sort of like it's yeah yeah kind of like it's okay to be an individual right yeah yeah like uh, go ahead be an individual right what is (laughs) what is the moral of the Batman Lego movie everyone has their place on a team (laughs) (laughs) the first movie the first movie is, it's okay to be an individual. The second movie, it's okay to be on a team. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like covering their bases?
1: Hey, they're making them into snowflakes. <laughs> I guess. They're all beautiful. Yeah, they're all. They're all individual. But when you put a bunch of them together,
0: they will fucking bury you. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what this is? This is part of the Trump anti-movement? <laughs> it's all part of the anti-Trump movement. And all you have to do to join is put on an ancient some sort of Batman uniform <laughs> and march. I think we had a march today, but I drove by the Capitol and uh, it wasn't anywhere near the women's march. That was No, on.
1: that was people protesting uh, Steve Dane's Oh, is that the
0: meth thing? No, that was the Elizabeth Warren thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I knew that they were doing something for a Not My President march, but maybe that was on... That was on Monday. President's Day. Yeah. yeah. I thought maybe they were late. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad to hear it wasn't a total failure. Um, anyway, so, uh, so this is a little bit of Batman news from this week. Uh So Matt Reeves was supposed to, he was in talks to direct the Batman and he dropped out. So right now the Batman has no director and Ben Affleck has sort of been signaling like, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. That's what I've been reading is he's really on the fence and leaning outward. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, DC, what are you doing? Like seriously, how many directors have they had drop out of their movies so far? I can't even count them. Like, I think the flash alone has had three. Yeah. And
1: you know, it's, it's really, there's gotta be something behind the scenes. Cause people love DC. They have for a long time. I mean, it, I mean, in the last 10 years, they probably not gotten, gained the ground that uh, Marvel has, but you know, there's a lot of people like we grew up on the watching the Flash TV show. We watched Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, we knew a lot of this stuff going in. And you know, the DC comics or animated stuff is still pretty good. I mean, I watched I've been running through uh Young Justice lately.
0: Oh yeah? What do you think? It's it's all right. I've heard I've heard you sort of have to get through the um, the first season. Yeah,
1: and that's actually where I'm at because I just finished the first season. Yeah,
0: I got I got like halfway through the first season with my daughter, and then I don't know. I I think we actually started watching The Flash. Honestly, <laughs> I think that's what threw us off at of Young Justice. We'll get back to it someday. There's a lot of superhero stuff, but um, but and people like these characters and i mean there are directors that are
1: definitely willing to do that do these i think there's a lot of suits that are trying to pull too many strings that are really fucking this up
0: yeah i think you're on to something there um and it's okay so the flash I think, has gone through three directors aquaman's gone through like two i think they've gone through two directors uh what else, dude? Like, Wonder Woman, I think, is still on the original director, I think. But, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's been a little bit crazy. And I, I feel like they're just trying to... Maybe they're just trying to put too much pressure on the directors. And they're like, no, you have to do what Marvel's doing. Like, now, now, do it! Do it, do it! And it's amazing that David Ayer is still doing things for him. Because from all accounts, from the shit they put him through with, like, Suicide Squad, the fact that he's still doing another movie... Uh, Maybe it's just because he delivered, like, an $800 million movie. You think? (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, um, so DC is kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, There's such a dumpster fire that the big news was Suicide Squad's on the short list of directors. Guess who jumped out of that short list to make the headlines? I'll let you do this one because I'm actually reading the notes <laughs> going along. Yeah, a little bit cheating. Uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson is fucking. They're, they're tapping. They may tap him to be the Suicide Squad two director. <sighs> that is insanity, dude. I don't care about the hacksaw ridge thing. Like, he just said some fucked up shit, and like, it's not okay. You know, and it's
1: not. My problem with Mel Gibson other than the anti-semitic rants he goes on like that is that alone is is a big hurdle to get over. <laughs> you the, think? The problem beyond that I have with Mel Gibson is he is emotionally unstable. Yeah. Uh, and it would be hard to get good production out of so out of his team being that
0: emotionally unstable. Well, and I will say I saw an interview with him and he seemed, he seemed like he was really apologetic for what happened and that he was just like, man, it was like 10 years ago and I feel terrible about it. It was a bad moment 10 years ago. And, you know, and there was all that, but I can't help but thinking that there was something under the surface of all that, you know, you know, and he has gone through a lot of,
1: I mean, uh, personal de- depression and um, other mental disorders. And I don't know. if Have you ever watched the movie The Beaver? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I heard it,
0: it's real hot, though. It's,
1: it's, it's intense, like emotionally. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, i enjoyed that i enjoyed that you didn't pick up on it right away I was like, <laughs> <laughs> <Ayo>. <laughs> anyway so the beaver um
1: and i guess that was a para autobiography on mel gibson i mean other than like he didn't actually have a
0: puppet that explained his depression. <laughs> no, and I think Jody Foster wrote and directed it, right? That sounds right. Yeah.
1: But all that said, like that I I actually thought The Beaver was a good movie because I mean it did bring out a lot of mental illness awareness and that alone was great.
0: Translating to Suicide Squad not so much. No, <laughs> I I just feel like it's like a tightrope to get up to that position. And it bothers me. It bothers me that a lot of directors, like, um, all right, fuck it, I'll just come out and say it. Like, if you're black and you have these problems, like, you're fucking done. Like, they're not not letting you make another big Hollywood movie. But if you fucking go, if you're white, like, if you're a white dude and you go off on an anti-Semitic, rant and you go off against women in a time where we're more aware of that than any other you could still fucking make an A-list movie or at least be considered for one like that's that's fucked up like oh well he made Hacksaw Ridge and that's getting good reviews so yeah he he clearly paid his dues it's like really? because everybody else like it's not so much that they pay their dues it's just like that's it like that's a wrap on their career they fucking they walk that tightrope and they fucked up and they're done you know, like it's not fair, I would agree, yeah you know. anyway
1: um that being said i'm I'm not in for Mel Gibson at suicide squad.
0: will you watch it if if he's in it?
1: I would have to say I wouldn't watch it because of him, but it doesn't it doesn't make a case for it. I will say that I'll
0: watch it, but I won't pay for it, like I'll wait till it's <laughs> <laughs> no 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 uh <laughs> that r is a gift that keeps on giving now i'll like watch it on a streaming service that i already possess uh but i will not i won't like it was the same as machete too like i was so excited for machete and like bought machete and stuff and the machete Two came out and i was like it's got fucking mel gibson no like I, I wouldn't pay for it. So <laughs> I eventually saw it on Netflix. But it's that's basically where I'm sitting. Is like I watch it, but I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna help his career. You know, I'm not giving no, him I, any of my dollars.
1: That's a fair point. Like I, if he was direct, if he's involved in it, it really makes me not want to pay for it.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's move on to a little more uplifting news. So, um, are you aware of the character Black Lightning? Not at all. So, I was going to bring this up a couple of weeks ago when Taylor was on the show, <laughs> but uh, he very brazenly declared that he didn't watch TV. So, I was like, all right. I had all these TV notes, so I just <laughs> fucking closed my laptop. You can see it on the Facebook video. just fucking closed my laptop and gave up. But I was able to like dust off, fucking dust it off because uh, Black Lightning's sort of back in the the news a little bit. But basically, Greg Berlanti is going to do a Black Lightning show. So this is a black superhero. He was the very first black superhero for DC Comics. Um, and of course, he was black lightning. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like how lightning's black sometimes. Let's just <laughs> name him after that, right? It's got nothing to do with the skin color. It's, you know, black lightning. <laughs> anyway, it gets so much worse. Like when you talk about the racist stuff. um uh, So the first thing I'll say is he uses his lightning powers and helps the neighborhood. A la Luke Cage. Like, basically, they were sort of doing their own version of Luke Cage. Uh, He was a member of the Justice League and the Outsiders, which I really don't know anything about the Outsiders. Do you know anything? No no help here. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Just figured maybe, like, they covered it in a Young Justice episode I didn't watch or anything. Uh, He won a gold medal as a decathlete, but here's his biggest accomplishment. He was the Secretary of Education under... Lex Luthor. Hey, if Betsy Davos could do it,
1: so can Black Lightning.
0: Yeah. So that was, if, if for people who don't know, uh, that was a period of time in DC Comics where Lex Luthor was the president of the United States. They were basically calling what would happen with Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, and uh, I know. I know. Let's just try and get through it. <sighs> Brave face. Brave face, Brandon. Brave face. All right. Okay. Um, and so Lex Luthor, uh, he was running the United States for a while and he was the secretary of education and then he stepped down because it wasn't right. But, uh, there's all sorts of like weird stories about how this character came about. So I want to write this one because this is, this is one of the things they talk about this on the alien movie project a lot about how, um, these properties, these all these characters are written by white males, right? Like over and over again. So you always get the same sort of perspective. Uh, black lightning was also written by white male, but his original conceit that was going to happen was even worse when they decided to make the first black character ever. So this one guy fucking came up with the idea for black lightning and he was going to call him the black bomber. And he said, uh, he basically said it was gonna be this guy who is a racist who is white, and then whenever he got mad, he turned into a black man. Oh Lord So what no, it's like the incredible Hulk, right? Like you turn really big and in a different color. <sighs> there's, there's just- so fucking bad. That
1: that's that's real bad.
0: <laughs> real real bad. So it's like you hear Black Lightning. You are like, that's a fucked up name, and it's kind of racist, and that sucks. That sucks that you have to like differentiate. But this, this the is what what it Black. came
1: from. This was a hell
0: of a compromise. <laughs> yeah, because it could have been so much worse.
1: Like, just like if you break down a white racist that turns black when he's
0: mad, when he's angry. Only when he's angry. Oh, (laughs) he's like the Hulk, Brandon. It's fucking terrible, man. That was the original idea. So it could have been so much worse. Yeah. (laughs) At least Marvel. Uh, You know, there's,
1: there's times when i look at the history and I think, man we've come a long way and then I look back and like oh we've got a long way to go yeah yeah, we're not we haven't <laughs> we're, we're not, I mean don't listen to what the Trump president says we still got a long way to
0: go with racism oh no but uh, Obama was president we've gotten past this racism thing right yeah no <laughs> no <laughs> There was a little glint of hope where I was like, "Hey, maybe we've gotten a lot better." Like, because there's a black man president. Because I really didn't think I'd see that that day for a long time until a couple of months before the election. And uh, very quickly, I started scrolling down at comments on like news section or news stories, anything involving Obama, and realized like, no, no, we're not there yet. We got a long way to go. It. I mean, it was a step in the right direction, but.
1: It wasn't the end game.
0: No, no. The end game is to just end it. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but, um, gotta be vigilant. Did you have anything else you want to bring up? You said you I had did. a couple of things. Uh, okay. the last thing I had
1: was, uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, put out a, they had a new, uh, teaser this week. Those fucking <laughs> bastards. Yeah. I saw this too. <laughs> They, uh, f- for those of you who don't know, the Rick and Morty season three has been delayed and delayed and it's still going to be delayed. And so the Adult Swim, and I believe this was started out in New Zealand. They put together a uh, clip promoting the season three coming up, and what they did was took a bunch of clips from the. First two season, put them together and formed. I'm never gonna give you up. Yeah, by Rick did, Asley. Yeah, they did a Rick roll. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 it's awesome, but fuck you, <laughs> right? That's kind of what I like. I was
0: like, wow, that's pretty impressive, but you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was not cool. It was not cool to take advantage of that. But whatever, I get it. Alright, so should we cut this off here? I think this is a we're good place a, to cut it. We're getting a little bit long in the tooth, so uh, take it easy. Check out We Had a Good Life.
1: The movie Project bakes on film. and Respect that outro.
0: And that's debatable And coming up soon. We'll talk about it later. Maybe.
1: Maybe we were led. I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an
0: argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A not safe for network podcast.
1: Take that OE, you drink it down to the label. Yeah.
0: You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on it because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing mm-hmm. in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. No. Yeah. We had a good life.
1: When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's gonna do, you're like, oh wow, it must be aliens. It's
0: totally because the mustache.
1: Yeah, yeah, believe the mustache because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache, bad news. There's something about him that's not it's right, and the characters pick off. up on it right away and they lock him away. <laughs> you know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it
0: codes for strangeness and just all around wrongness and weirdness. The alien movie project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. <laughs> the two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude. Oh yeah, I'd that punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag.
1: I think he might have... Given that punching bag, Salmonella.
0: Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.